Chapter 13 The Waxing Moon Once the princesses had vanished in their chariot, the astrologer escorted Vandyatevan within his home, took his seat and bade the young man, who was staring around him with wide-eyed curiosity, take one as well. Then the older man subjected him to a keen scrutiny. Well, Tambi, who might you be? <laughs> Vandyatevan chuckled. The astrologer frowned. What amuses you? You're supposed to be famed for your skills, aren't you? Why must you ask me anything then? Surely you can predict my name and purpose of visit. Ah, it would be no hard task to divine something about you. Such a thing is well within my means. But if I do everything for myself, what about my dakshinai, my fee? That is my only concern, you see. Vandyatevan smiled a little. Jodhidhar, who were your visitors? Ah, you ask about the people who just left, do you? The ones who were here when you came in? The ones who climbed into their chariot and drove away in a cloud of dust? You are inquiring about them, aren't you? Asked the astrologer in as roundabout a fashion as he could. Yes, they are the ones I am talking about. Ask away, by all means. You have every right, and I shall tell you, of course, the people who just left were two young women. Wonderful. I saw that myself. I do have eyes after all, and I frequently use them. I am capable of distinguishing men from women. I can even tell if a man is masquerading as a woman. What then? Woman as in who they are, their designation. Their caste, perhaps. Ah, as to that, you do know that women are classified into several types, don't you? Padmini, Sittini, Gandharvi and Vidyadari are the four kinds. You seem to be acquainted with the Samudrika laws, Tambi. Well, one is a Padmini, while the other is a Gandharvi. Good God! Yes, my man? Why do you answer if I call out to God? And what if I did? You have heard, I hope, that He is omnipresent. And you do not seem to have been fortunate enough to benefit from the knowledge of your elders. See, my boy, God resides in me and in you as well. He dwells even within my young disciple, whom you dragged into my home. Oh, enough! Please, stop! God is the one who has been speaking all this while. God it is who wishes me to stop. Chodhidhar, all I wanted to know were the names, clan and whereabouts of the women who just left. Do please stop beating around the bush and provide me with the details. And if you will, what would you offer me exactly? Vandanam, my eternal gratitude of course. You may keep it, Tambi. I much prefer... Pondanam. Fair enough. Would my gold overcome your scruples? That would depend on my discretion. Listen, Tambi, an astrologer has many visitors. We must not divulge information about one to another. I should never, for instance, reveal anything about the women who just left to you. Neither will I betray information about you to anyone who asks. Ah, Alvar Kadiyan Nambi was right about you.
And who would that be? Don't you know? He spoke of you as though you were a long-lost friend. And here you don't even seem to have heard of him. Perhaps I know the man, but have forgotten his name. Describe him to me, if you please. Short and squat with a top knot, he's got quite a paunch and wears his waisty tight around it. He bears the Vaishnavite marks all over his body in broad stripes and quarrels with Saivites every chance he gets. As for Advaita philosophers, he beats them with his trusty stick. A few moments ago, you declared that God resided within you and me, didn't you? <laughs> well, had Alvarkadyan heard it, he'd have yelled, God now attacks God and gone at you with a will. Judging by what you have said so far, this would seem to be Tirumalai. Does he have more than one name then? That staunch Vaishnavite has a name for every town he visits. And a disguise to suit every person too, I suppose. To every situation as well. And his words are a clever mixture of truth and lies, aren't they? Three-fourths and three-and-a-half-vesam might be lies and fantasies, but the last tiny-half-vesam would be the truth. A thorough rogue, you say? Not at all. He returns kindness with kindness and villainy in like. But you can't really trust him, can you? That would depend on his speech. He said, for example, that you deliver an accurate prediction about my future. I did mention that there would be half a Vesam's truth in his words, didn't I? There you are. In that case, do please predict something. Time's running out, Ayya. I must leave. Where would you be going in such a hurry? Couldn't you divine that as well? After all, that was what I wished to ask you about. My journey, destination and the success of my mission. We need just a little more information even for such predictions, Thambi. A horoscope, for example? If not, your date of birth and star? Or, failing that, at least your name and hometown? My name is Vandyatevan. Ah, a descendant of the Vanar clan. Yes. You are Vallavarayan Vandyatevan? Indeed I am. Excellent! Now, why couldn't you have mentioned this earlier? I may have to search my collection. But I believe I actually do have your horoscope. You do? How come? Astrologers such as myself survive with such stock in trade, Thambi. We collect birth charts of descendants of great clans and tribes to study them. But I am hardly one, am I? Good God, my man, what is this that you say? Your dynasty is amongst the greatest that have ruled. Why? So many poets have sung the praises of your ancestors in such glowing terms as to put others to shame. But perhaps you have not heard any. Why don't you recite one then? The astrologer began at once. Vanan pugaduraya vayundo magadar kon, vanan peridda marbundo, vanan kodidangi nillada kombundo, undo adidangi nillarase. There is none who does not speak of the Vanar clan's glory. No chest that does not inscribe their valiant name. No staff that does not have the Vanar flag flying proud. No ruling dynasty that is greater than theirs. 
Judging by his performance, the astrologer was no singer, but what he lacked in voice, he more than made up for in spirit and execution. Well, he asked when he finished. It does sound very well, I admit, but to tell you the truth, Aya, there's no staff that will carry my ancestor's flag unless I tie it to one myself. And there's certainly no land, no arasa, that bears our rule anymore. The only one I can hope for is if I stand on an arasa tree, and even that might collapse under my weight and fling me to the ground. That might be the case today, but who knows what might happen tomorrow? Why, I thought you'd know, put in Vandya Tevan. How could I, Tambi? This astrologer is but an ordinary mortal, like everyone else. Stars and planets chart our lives and futures. All I do is use my meager skills to divine their course and inform others who seek such knowledge. And what do they say about me? That you grow with each passing day. Good grief! My height is a hindrance already. I had to duck just to enter your home. What am I supposed to do with more? Do let's not be vague, but more specific, please. Only if your query is precise as well. Fair enough. Will my mission to Tanjavur succeed? If it is on your account, then yes. For your stars are on the rise, my boy. If it is on behalf of someone else, though, I shall have to look at their horoscopes to determine its fate. Good God, Ayya! Vandetevan shook his head and touched a finger to his nose in an expression of surprise. I have never in my life met anyone quite as clever as you. Flattery will get you nowhere, Tambi. Be that as it may, I shall make myself clearer. I wish to seek an audience with the emperor in Tanjavur. Will I? For that, you may have to consult two far greater astrologers in Tanjavur. And who might that be? One is Periya Padivetariyar, the other is Chinna Padivetariyar. I've heard it said that the emperor's health is rapidly failing. True? Gossip is untrustworthy at the best of times, Thambi. Who cares what anyone says? Do not believe everything you hear and do not repeat it either. And what about the succession to the throne? Who do you think will be the Chakravarti's heir? Considering it is unlikely to be either you or me, why must we concern ourselves with such things? <sighs> why indeed, sighed Vandya Tevan. We are certainly spared that. True, it is no easy thing to be the heir of an empire, Tambi. Far too dangerous, in fact. Jodhidhar, you recall that Prince Aditya Karigalar is in Kanchi at the moment? I do. You are here on his behalf, aren't you? Finally, you have certainly taken your time guessing the truth. Now, what about his future? I am afraid I do not have his horoscope. Any prediction I make can only be done if I have a copy. Well, what about Prince Madhurandagar's fortunes? A strange horoscope that one Thambi, almost feminine in its characteristics. His is a life that will always be under the influence of others. Isn't that how affairs are these days? Everyone vows and declares that the empire is ruled by a woman, that we have knuckled down under a veritable Alni Rajam. Do they? Where? 
north of the Kollidam. Perhaps they speak of the domineering young queen of Periyapalavet Terrier. Not to my knowledge. Oh, who else then? Supposedly, it is the Chakravarti's daughter, Princess Kundavai, who rules the land with an iron hand. The astrologer subjected Vandyatevan to a careful scrutiny. Did the young man know, perhaps, that it was Princess Kundavai who had just left? Were all his questions a result of that knowledge and the desire to dig deeper? Vandyatevan's face, however, remained guileless. That is ridiculous, Thambi. The emperor resides in Tanjai, whereas Kundavai Devi has made her home in Padayare. Moreover, well, moreover what? What were you about to say? Uh, um, well, one should look around well when speaking of such things in broad daylight and uh, never even think to utter them at night. However, you seem trustworthy enough. These days, the emperor has no power, does he? Aren't the Padivetariyas the ones truly holding the empire's reins in their hands? And the astrologer stared hard at Vandyatevan again. Never fear, I'm not their spy. You needn't entertain any suspicions on that score. You spoke a while ago about the fragility of the kings and dynasties, about how vulnerable they were. You even quoted the Varna dynasty as an example. I request you now, please tell me what the future truly holds for the Choda Empire. Very well. Listen, and I shall tell you this without the slightest shadow of doubt. By the end of the month of Ani, Kaveri and her sister rivers will overflow, almost breaking their banks with fresh floods. People familiar with Punni will know that these are new waters and they will only increase as the days pass by. And that is how it will be through the months of Avani and Puratasi. From Kardigai to Margari, the floods will begin to subside. And people will understand then as well that such is the way of nature. That, Tambi, is the Chora Empire now. It grows and grows like the new floods of Ponni. And it will continue to expand for the next few hundred years. At the moment, the Chora Empire is like that of a waxing moon. It expands ever more. But there are days yet for it to become a radiant full moon. And so it shall be. Thank you. I am glad at any rate that you have told me this much in all this time. Just one thing more. I have longed to go on a sea voyage for a while now. You will. You possess, you see, the Sagada Yogam. You are destined to travel the world as though your feet were on wheels. You will walk, ride horses, elephants and even travel aboard a ship. Oh yes, I certainly predict a sea voyage in your future. Ayya, the Senabadi of the Southern Chora forces, Prince Arulmuri Varmar, who wages war in Edom at the moment. What can you tell me about him? How do the stars and planets chart his future? Tambi, you have heard, I suppose, that sailors use compasses to tell direction mid-sea. Lighthouses are of great assistance as well. But do you know the greatest and most valuable aid to any soldier in choppy waters? It is the pole star, the Dhruvanachatram, that glows in the northern horizon. Other stars and planets may change position often, 
Even the seven sages shift their paths. But the Dhruva? The Dhruva star never moves. It shines steadily, always holding its position. That, Tambi, describes Emperor Sundarachodar's youngest son, Prince Arulmurivarmar. Nothing can shake his courage and determination. He is as valiant as he is compassionate and trustworthy. His knowledge of the world is as deep and thorough as his education. Those who look upon his innocent, radiant face will feel their sorrows and hardships vanish and contentment fill them. He is, in fact, the cherished son of good fortune. Young men like you who wish to make something of their lives would do well to take him as their idol, just as the sailors guide their ships with the help of the Dhruva star. Good God! How you portray Arunmoli Varmar as though a young woman describing her beloved. Anyone who claims the lands of Ponni as his home, Tambi, will say the same. Thank you, Aya. If ever I have the chance, I shall certainly put your words to good use. Your stars are on the ascendance as well, Tambi. That was why I predicted what I did. I shall take your leave then. And with my thanks, I give you what gold I can afford as well. Do please accept it. And Vandya Tevan set down five gold karanjus or coins as his fee. The Vanar dynasty's reputation for philanthropy remains untarnished. The astrologer duly accepted them. Hidden meanings and explanations. Visam, a measure. 